Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you said you would set yourself on fire if gay marriage became legal, and you didn't, what the hell were you thinking? This is the Saturday, June 27th, 2015 Ya mad bro edition of the show, picking apart the highly entertaining reactions to the Supreme Court's landmark ruling on gay marriage. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you by Red, White, and Soothe, the soothing cream for right-wing butthurt. We live in an increasingly atheistic, hedonistic, and communistic society, and it's a real pain in the ass for a right-thinking American. Fortunately for you, there's Red, White, and Soothe, Reducing painful inflammation and chafed egos. Obamacare, gay marriage, the loss of your flag, and you don't know what to do? For your butt hurt, use Red, White, and Soothe. If you would like to experience the discomfort of knowing you're wrong, sponsor the show and then apply some Red, White, and Soothe. What did you come down here for? Tell me. To get delivered more. Get delivered. Do you believe that the Lord tonight has set you free? Yes, sir. Turn around and tell those people. Tell them. I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. I don't like men no more. I said I like women. Women, women, women. I said women. I'm not gay. I would not date a man. I would not tear a purse. I would not put on makeup. I will. I will. Love a woman. It's on weeks like this that having a weekly show is both a blessing and a curse. I mean, the blessing is I have time to write the show over several days. Yeah, yeah, I write this crap. I write it up hard. And to tell, you can tell, right? You can. I can tell. But the curse is when things change so dramatically the day before I record. Like this week, I had a great hit piece on the Confederate flag issue, and then the court rulings on Obamacare and gay marriage dropped like a mic on a stage, and I knew that I had to go back to the keys and write something new. If you didn't listen, by the way, yesterday's special edition was the happy voice of success. You should check that out, because now it's time to sit back and listen to the Republicans get their anger on. Give in to your anger. I mean, I'd like to be the bigger person, but and, and not to gloat, but, oh, this is just too good to pass up. I would be remiss if I didn't start with the four angry men of the Supreme Court, including that lovable curmudgeon Antonin Scalia. Antony, as we love to call him here on the show, and he's well known for his ability to lose with grace, his calm, even-tempered response to... His respect for the opposition, a man so affable, people just love to love him. Nah! <laughs> I'm kidding, this is Anthony Scalia we're talking about. No, 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 when he loses to any issue, his response to... 
His response to the liberal wing sounds a lot like this. Hey! Daddy, you're so big! Give me that candy right now! <laughs> Did you just kick yourself? <laughs> what happened? I do What happened to your tooth? <laughs> Scalia's dissents always read like the smug, preening words of the smartest kid in class condescending to share his intellect with the cretins he's forced to endure. The biggest difference, I guess, is that no one can corner a Supreme Court justice in the hallway and yank his underwear so far up the crack of his ass he can taste them in his back of the mouth. Though, if I were a betting man... I'd be willing to wager that the notorious RBG is about to do something exactly like that if she ever catches him alone. The following are the actual words of a Supreme Court justice. What really astounds is the hubris reflected in today's judicial putsch. The five justices compose, who compose today's majority are entirely comfortable concluding that every state violated the Constitution for all of the 135 years between the 14th Amendment's ratification and Massachusetts' permitting of same-sex marriages in 2003. Yeah, Antony, that's exactly what they just said. And they were right. Continuing with Scalia... Really, whoever thought that the intimacy and spirituality, whatever that means, were freedoms? And if intimacy is, one would think freedom of intimacy is abridged rather than expanded by marriage. Ask the nearest hippie expression. Hippie. He said hippie. Ask the nearest hi No one says hippie anymore. This is 2015, Antony. <laughs> um, okay. Ask the nearest hippie. Expression, sure enough, is a freedom, but anyone in a long-lasting marriage will attest that that happy state constricts rather than expands what one can prudently say. It sounds like Antony hadn't got laid in a long time, and if you ever seen him, there's a reason for that. Continuing with Justice Scalia, the Supreme Court of the United States has descended from the dis disciplined legal reasoning of John Marshall and Joseph Story to the mis mystical aphorism of the fortune cookie. Meow, Anthony. The mystical aphorisms of a fortune cookie. Have you actually read a fortune cookie, Anthony, any time recently? No, I don't. I don't think you have. Uh, if you can't say in bed, and let's listen, uh, the Supreme Court of the United States has descended from the disciplined legal reasoning of John Marshall and Joseph Story to the mystical aphorism of the fortune cookie in bed. See, it doesn't work. So, therefore, your argument is invalid. Now, of course, Antony was deliciously piquant over King versus Bur Burwell, a case so absurd it is only exceeded in its absurdity by the actual people bringing it to the court. When the court struck down the case, finding that the three words, by the state, were countered by all the other words in the 900-page document, clearly spelling out the intent of the drafters, Scalia seethed. We should start calling this law SCOTUS care. This court's two decisions on the act will surely be remembered through the years, and the cases will publish forever the discouraging truth that the Supreme Court of the United States favors some laws over others, and is prepared to do whatever it takes to uphold and assist its favorites. Yeah, like Citizens United, asshole, the one that said corporations were people, I'm fairly sure that when you compare giving 
millions of people healthcare that they didn't have before, and making corporations people, history is going to judge one just a little bit more leniently than the other. I tell you, man, listening to Scalia just fume over being beaten, and really, it's more about being beaten than it is some sort of legal jurisprudence or a hardened philosophy. He just doesn't like liberals very much, so when they win, he takes it personally. And that, my friends, is what makes his rage a more beautiful music than Debbie Gibson and Tiffany singing a Cindy Lauper cover. What? I'm a child of the 80s. What did you expect I was going to say? And as delightful as the caustic ruminations of a bitter old strict constructionist are, the really good, the really sweet, sweet Republican tears come from the 2016 presidential candidates for the Republican nomination. And let me tell you, it is a gift. Here is the perfect issue to whip up the base, which will never require them to do anything because they can't. Some of them knew this. I mean, Scott Walker played the constitutional amendment card right off the bat. Walker knows that changing the Constitution on this issue is as likely as Mike Huckabee appeared at a gay burlesque review, which I would actually pay money to see, by the way. While Huckabee himself said, I will not acquiesce to an imperial court any more than our founders acquiesced to an imperial British monarch. We must resist and reject judicial tyranny, not retreat. Is Huckabee on some horse pelting around through downtown Little Rock shouting, The homos are coming! The homos are coming! Huckabee, whose chances of being elected president are slightly less than mine, and I'm a fucking liberal atheist, is apoplectic and quaking with the righteous fury of the Lord. Meanwhile, Bobby Jindal. God dang it, Bobby! Is deeply concerned that the next step will be forcing Christians to act like, I don't know, you know, Christians. By loving their neighbors, or turning the cheeks, attending the beam in their eye before the moat in their neighbors, and no one wants to do that. Santorum is frothy with rage. He would lubricate the process of social change by using the bully pulpit of the White House to see men and women as the only definition of marriage. I thought I was going to try and slip feces references in here, but I didn't want this to come across in bad taste. Trump was too busy feuding with the Mexican television station to even be aware that this had happened, and Rick Perry was furious trying to think of a third thing to say about the decision, and we should expect his answer sometime in around well, 2017. For my dollar, though, the absolute best response of the day was a promise already sadly broken. Rick Scarborough, a pastor in Texas, told us that he would light himself on fire if the Supreme Court legalized this abomination in the eyes of God. As of this recording, and despite hundreds of people sending him books of matches, I actually can't back that up, I, I just sincerely want it to be true, Rick has not yet given us, uh, well... You know, morally committed religious people in South Vietnam knew how to stage a goddamn demonstration, didn't they? Huh? They knew how to put on a fucking protest. Light yourself on fire! Come on, you moral crusaders, let's see a little smoke to match that fire in your belly. Of course, Rick says he was never meant to be taken literally. And if only he could figure that out about the Bible, we probably wouldn't even be having this conversation right now. So, you know, Republicans are mad this week, and they've had a hard one. 
First, they've lost their Confederate flags. I mean, they're dropping like, well, Confederate bikini tops in the front row of a Blake Shelton concert all over the South. By the way, props to Bree Newsom, who climbed a pole in Columbia, South Carolina at the State House and cut the flag down this morning. Just climbed up and did it. It was so totally worth being arrested. I've been wondering why somebody just didn't go up and take the goddamn thing down. Yeah, they put it back in, uh, up in an hour, but still, there's a point to be made there. Obamacare, Obamacare was upheld again, and then gay marriage is the law of the land. I'm sure it seems to Republicans that the world just keeps changing and leaving them behind. But this is only because the world is changing and they're being left behind. I mean, I was actually told this week that removing the Confederate flag from the South was just the first step in erasing Southern history. It would lead to book burnings and finally extermination of the white race in the South. Now, I, because I love this person, responded the only way that I could. You mad, bro? You must be mad. Well, you're mad. <laughs> You're mad. You see, guys, it's just when you say things like that, we're only left with two options. We can get angry and punch you in the mouth, but frankly, a lot of you have guns, and that's probably a bad idea. Or we can laugh and say, It's just so ridiculous! I mean, so many of you just dig your heels in, refuse to even try to see it from any other point of view than yours. And what is worse... You refuse to just let other people be and have this desperate need to make everyone believe the same things as you. Let me see if I can put this in a language you might understand. Politics is like football. You might root for Alabama, but you probably don't think Clemson is so wrong they shouldn't even be allowed to play the game. Or, or maybe you do. You people take football so fucking seriously, I, I don't even understand. It's just some guys prancing around in tights holding their balls. And of course, over on that wretched hive of scum and villainy that is Twitter, the conservatives just lost their motherfucking minds. And this, this is the real gold, the gold of the day. Here are some of the best tweets, starting with Texas Governor and Jade Helm defender Greg Abbott. Marriage was defined by God. No man can redefine it. We will defend our religious liberties. Really? Really, Rick, are you going to call out the Texas State Guard to defend your religious liberties? Or are you, again, going to just stand around and say a bunch of shit that makes you look stupid? So stupid that people in Texas are calling you stupid and not just the people in Austin. That should tell you something. And of course... <laughs> Oh, my goodness. The ravening asshole and clinically brain-dead Brian Fisher of the American Family Association shit kittens all over Twitter. In water for my money, the sweetest, sweetest Republican tears of the entire thing. Quoting Brian Fisher's Twitter feed, From a moral standpoint, 626 is now our 911. Going on to the next tweet. June 26, 2015. The day the Twin Towers of Truth and Righteousness were blown up by moral jihadists. Moral jihadists? Wow. Dude, your ass must be bleeding and sore right now. You're like the luckiest guy in the Folsom Street Fair. You must feel road hard and put away Santorum. <laughs> wow. You know, you know, Brian... 
All jihadists are moral jihadists. That's what makes them jihadists, jihad, the struggle for righteousness. But you wouldn't know anything about that. Now, some jihadists are known to twist their religion into hate and fear. They want to repress anyone who doesn't believe exactly like they believe. They consider the unbeliever as somehow less than human and advocate forcing them to think, act, and obey according to the tenets of their faith. But Brian Fisher of the American Family Association, you wouldn't know anything about anything like that, would you? You know, guys, the country, indeed the world, is bigger than you. And there are way more of us than there are of you. It's just, our problem is, well, you care a lot more than we do. There is this great section in Life, the Universe, and Everything by Douglas Adams, in which Ford Prefects explains why people who care too much are very good at the things they do, because people like him and Arthur Dent, particularly and especially Arthur Dent, would rather slope off to a party and have a good time than get involved with change in the world. And frankly, that's most of us in America. We would rather be at a party, drinking a lot and dancing with the girls, whereas your religion actually prohibits both of those very awesome things. I honestly think that so many of you would feel so much better if you just drank a lot and danced with girls, or boys, or both. You don't have to have sex with them. And what's the worst is all your leaders are doing those things. And you seem to have a real problem with us doing it, but your politicians and pastors, those you forgive. Those lying hypocritical douchebags get away with it. But two same-sex people in a committed relationship, no, they've got to be stopped! Even now, some of you are sitting there listening to Fox News tell you the world is going straight to hell, that fornicators are running amok, that the government won't keep its hands off your Medicaid, and northerners are raping the South all over again, just like in 1865, and 1965 for that matter. You're convinced the best thing for the South to do to do is just secede again, and some of you might want to snatch up your rifle and battle flag and cut loose your rebel yell, because that worked so well for you the first time around, right? But hey, little campers, here's something to keep your chin up. No one is coming for your Jesus. He's all yours. We don't even want him. If you guys could actually keep your Jesus off us, we could all get along just fine and your Allah, and your Moses, and definitely, most definitely your L. Ron Hubbard. Keep that shit to yourself. I promise you, if you're fearing the pink mafia is going to bust down your church doors and gay marry everyone in your congregations, it's just not going to happen. they got better things to do, like buying minivans and choosing between video baby monitors and in a house in the suburbs. I mean, when you look at it, you guys won. You've made gay people just as boring and mundane as you guys are. Can't you just take that victory and be happy? They used to be fabulous. That's it for the show this week. Thanks, as always, to Hypnostate for the show opener. You can find their work on Jamendo.com. You can find us in iTunes and Stitchers and at WhatTheHellPodcast.com. Give us a star. Write us a review. Tell us we're going to hell. Like we didn't know that. You can follow the show on Twitter and Facebook. You can email the show at whatthehellpodcast at gmail.com. And as we close the show tonight on this happy anthem, when it comes to you and I, 
liberal, conservative, Democrat, Republican, gay and straight. Do you remember a time that there was a time when people on the streets were walking hand in hand? They used to talk about the weather and make plans together. We thought those days would last forever. If you could only come to me, cover me, and hold me together, we could break these chains of love. See you guys next week. Podcasts.